0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Christian hope is that we will see God. We call this hope the beatific vision. And this is what Saint John is talking about in the epistle when he says, quote, "We know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is." Moses saw God. When he ascended Mount Sinai to receive the commandments, his face was so illuminated by the encounter that people were afraid to look at him. Job saw God and was humbled by the vision. He said, quote, "I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees thee, therefore." I despised myself and repent in dust and ashes. Neither Moses nor Job saw all there is to see of God. God had said to Moses, You cannot see my face, for no man can see me and live. Both were given the privilege of seeing the measure of God's presence they were able to see without being consumed. Man cannot see the fullness of God's glory because of sin. It's not that God won't let us look at him. It is rather that we are literally unable to endure his glory and presence because of our condition. Just like we can't look at the sun without going blind or walk through fire without being burned. The Old Testament system of sacrifices and purification was instituted precisely so that God's people might be able to enter back into his presence and see him. In each stage of the drama of redemption, God brings man closer to himself or God comes closer to man. Man's vision of God becomes clearer. The definitive step in the vision of God is the incarnation. In the Old Testament, God had no form. Those who saw him saw what they described as a combination of grand luminosity and rare gems. In the New Testament, the Son of God, who is the very image of God... Enables us to see God in a new way. The St. John says, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. A further progression in our vision of God is made possible by the gift of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians, St. Paul contrasts the way Moses saw God with the way we see God. In Christ through the Spirit. The shining face of Moses faded over time. His vision of God resulted in a temporary glory that did not save him from death. Our vision of God in Christ through the Spirit results in an ever-increasing eternal glory. As 2 Corinthians says, quote, We all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory. We see God more clearly in Christ because our spiritual blindness has been healed. St. Paul says that the God of this world has, quote, blinded the minds of those who do not believe the first miracle performed by the risen Christ was to give the gift of sight. He explained the scriptures to the two men on the road to Emmaus. Then he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. And, quote, their eyes were opened and they knew him. By grace, our minds are opened to understand the scriptures, and we know Christ in the breaking of the bread. We gather around the altar to see God. Not every problem is solved. Not every disease is healed yet. But as with Job, it is enough to see God and experience his presence. God gives us his wisdom and strength for the present and hope for the future. Now we are the children of God, and we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. By grace, we see God in other people. We understand in Christ the people are not objects to be used or annoyances to be tolerated. They are made in the image of God, and worthy of our time and love. By grace, we see Christ in the members of his body. Christ ministers to us through the gifts of others. And we are called to serve Christ in others, especially in the least of his brethren. We see God through his redemptive presence in our lives. We experience God's new creation, as God brings his order out of our chaos, as the light of Christ shines in our darkness. By faith, we see the hand of God even in the bad things. We come to understand that, contrary to the visible evidence, God is in control. We learn that we can trust him to work in all things for good, and to finish his work in us. We see God now by faith, but there is more to come. We know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. The word for appear in this passage means to reveal. It is connected to our word, epiphany. We call or What we call the second coming of Jesus is really a fuller revelation of Jesus. Jesus isn't really very far away from us. We just don't see him fully yet. There are angels and demons in the world, but we don't see them yet either. There is a final day of revelation coming when our current vision will be expanded so that we can really see. We wait and hope for the day when faith will give way to sight. We wait and hope for the day when God will fully reveal himself in all his glory. The revelation of God through Christ will be judgment for the world and salvation for his people sin, death, and all manner of evil will vanish from his presence in the very moment of his glorious revelation. Those who belong to him, those who now see and know in part, will see and know fully. Now we experience redemption as a gradual process over time. Then we will experience redemption, quote, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. St. John says that this hope purifies us. The desire to see God and be perfected by him is the beginning of holiness. And it puts life in perspective. In all of our trials and tribulations and in the hour of death we can say with Job, quote, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth, and in my flesh I shall see God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.